0: Just steal our one drying in the color of the evening sun tomorrow's rain We we'll watch the stains away something in our minds will always stay perhaps it's Like tears from star, like tears from
1: star. On and uh, here we are, folks. The last final edition of listening lyrics, and I'm playing Fragile from Sting. And the reason that is. I guess I'm in a very fragile mood. <laughs> uh, the first song I ever played on the radio, my first show, was, uh, was the Sting song, so I thought I'd stick with it. Today, with me, we're going to have several people the Racket Bangers, Nat Lefkoff, and Jess Kelly. And Jess is going to be up first. And welcome, Jess.
2: There you go. Oh my Boy. gosh, that's too loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's pull good. me down. There that's you go. Good. I yeah. can also back off. That's,
1: no. Yeah, back off a little. Back
2: off. Yeah, back I'll just off back off. Hi Peter.
1: Hi. How are you?
2: I'm absolutely and I say this with the most sincerity honored to be on your last show. I love your show and I think you brought so much to the community and to local artists. I'm just floored. I'm sad you're leaving your show, but I'm glad you'll be doing a new show. Yeah. Thank so,
1: you. Yeah. Uh, Jess. We're also
3: honored that. No,
1: you got to speak right in here.
3: We're also honored that you made it down because you're suffering horribly from.
2: Uh, <laughs> My shingles My shingles vaccine. That's how old so I am. Yeah. <laughs> kudos for coming. Good, yeah. Good
1: Lord. That's a fun shot, man. Well, uh, yes, 10 years, actually a little more than 10 years. October 12th, my first show. The big difference between now and then is I've learned a few things. Uh, I, I'm wearing hearing aids now, and uh, uh, I've got a little tremor in one hand, which is different. Uh, but the only problem with that is uh, when I drink a martini. Not queuing turntable? Uh, and, oh, yeah, dropping LPs on is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't, yeah, that would be ridiculous. hard. But anyways, uh, we're back. Jess is here because I guess it was summer of 12, right. July. and uh, or July, yeah, uh, and uh, Jeannie and I went to Harlow's, and uh, we were sitting somewhere, and all of a sudden they asked us to move and, and share a booth with Someone, and there's two ladies sitting there, and Jess was sitting next to me, and we introduced ourselves. And Jess's husband, Doug, is a, a DJ here, and she uh, kind of nudged me, saying, "You should look into this." And I did. I sat in on a couple of shows of Doug's, and by George, here we are.
2: Yep, yeah, it was um, it was really quite an amazing meeting. Um, you know, you get to Harlow's if you've been to Harlow's about a third to a half of the people are there because they're 21 and they're at Harlow's. They have no idea who the band is, right? right? And then there's like a select group of people that are like, oh, I heard about this cool new band from Portland. I'm going to come to the show. And so then there was the four of us, the four over 40, over in a corner going, (laughs) oh my gosh, maybe we should talk to each other since we sort of stand out in the crowd. And if I remember correctly, you're children had told you to come to the show
1: it's a portland group
2: right and they live in portland and the group blitz and trapper and uh i think i was listening to calyx in berkeley and i heard them and i thought oh i'm gonna finally a good show in sacramento i'm gonna go you go check them out so that was there you go
1: yeah let's take a listen to the song that we fell for each other in
4: I drove into the woods and wandered aimlessly about Until I heard my mother shouting through the fog It turned out to be the howling of a dog Or a wolf to be exact The sound sent shivers down my back But I was drawn into the pack And before long They allowed me to join in and sing their song So from the cliffs and higher still, yeah, we would gladly get our fill, howling endlessly and shrilly at the dawn. And I lost the taste for judging right from wrong. For my flesh had turned to fur, yeah, and my thoughts, they surely were, turned to instinct and obedience to God. Where you're firm Like a river on fire But you better be sure If you're making God a liar I'm a rattlesnake, babe I'm like fuel on fire So if you're gonna get made, Don't be afraid of what you learn <music> On the day that I turned 23 I was curled up underneath a dogwood tree when suddenly a girl, the skin the color of a pearl, she wandered aimlessly, but she didn't seem to see. She was listening for the angels just like me. So I stood and looked about. I brushed the leaves off of my snout and then I heard. Seen that girl go shaky at the knees. So I took her by the arm. We settled down upon a farm and raised our children up as gently as you please. Now my fur has turned to skin. I've been mean, quickly ushered To a world that I confess I do not know But I still dream of running careless through the snow Through the howling winds that blow across the ancient distant flow That fill our bodies up like water till we know Like a river on fire But you better be sure If you're making God a liar I'm a rattlesnake, babe I'm like fuel on a fire So if you're gonna get made Don't be afraid of
1: what you learn uh, nice, little, nice little thing to that here. You know, I... Uh, I came on the air here, but I forgot to tell everybody. You're listening to Listening Lyrics, KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California. I'm your host, Peter Pasteur. And, yes, this is the final Listening Lyrics show. We just talked with Jess Kelly, who uh, who got me hooked on this. And uh, coming up next right now, sitting with me are the Racket bangers, Timur Cat Nelson and Robert Poland. Welcome, guys.
5: Thanks so much. It's such an honor to be here. Yeah, Thank, thank you for you. having us.
1: Thank you. Well, uh, I know you've got a new song uh, that, that you want to share with us, and we'll play that in a little bit. Uh, there it is, another day, yeah. But um, the reason I wanted you guys here was I, I invited two, two guests, you guys and uh, and Nat Lefkoff. You represent the big bulk of People I've had on and that is and I don't want to uh, I don't want to make you or I don't want to say something that might offend you but I have a feeling your careers are not going to be in music yeah, probably, probably not
6: uh, that one's always hard to hear on the air but yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so we've heard it enough yeah <laughs> yeah so I would guess that uh uh you know most of the people that i had one fellow here who graduated with a master's degree from uh mcgill i think it was in music and now he's going to new orleans to become an attorney because he just couldn't make it yeah so that's the uh the truth of it all yeah. right
6: Yeah, I mean, I I think kind of the beauty in that is that there's not a lot of pressure and it's just a hobby that we do for fun. And so that makes it a little Mm -hmm. bit more natural. We're not trying to produce it. We're not trying to get, you know, X amount of streams and get to go play. Really? We just do it for fun. Really? Yeah.
7: Yeah. (laughs) I'd
5: I'd say this is a really good way for me and Robert to bond together and share our experiences. And um, one of the best parts about it is that we get to share it with our friends. Yeah, um, yeah. Around Davis and around town, yeah.
6: Nice, yeah. and I think part of the
5: appeal of that is like
6: a lot of people kind of like that, uh, that it's not super well known stuff, and that they can have these songs and they feel like it's more theirs, yeah. You know, like stuff we release is more personal because it's not shared by millions and millions of people, right? Right, that's what we tell
1: ourselves. So, so the Racket Bangers, uh, like I introduced you, are, are two young men, uh, both have graduated from college now, but you're going on for further degrees right master's doctorate
5: yeah i'm in law school at uc
6: davis right now okay yeah and i'd like to go to med school um it's a long journey to get yeah.
1: there but you know it that's is a goal. long journey yeah uh and uh about when did i have you guys on first was that before COVID or after it was after after oh, Okay, so, uh, and, and you, you guys are hockey players for UC Davis, and I went to see one, maybe two of your games with a couple of friends, and that got me hooked. Little did I know that my granddaughter in Portland, when we visited her, said, Oh, you like hockey? We love hockey. We go and see the uh, Timberhawks all the time, yeah. and I follow the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wherever they're, or not wherever they're playing, whenever they're playing. So all of a sudden, hockey is part of my life, too.
5: That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Hockey is the way we met, so yeah, wow. it's led to so much.
1: Okay. Uh, you uh, do write songs. You had one that uh, was a catchy tune, right?
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, t- are you talking about Annie
1: Lynn? Annie the, Lynn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I heard a little bit of Annie Lynn in the new one.
5: Okay. That's yeah. Good. That means we have our own sound consistency. Sort of. yeah, yeah, you
1: do. And, uh, and the first thing I thought of, I listened to it this morning and I thought, this is, Jeannie, this is unbelievable. You oh, know thank who? You. You, no, no, no. Not about uh. you guys. <laughs>
2: <Yarn>. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Never I, said, on again. <laughs> I said, Jeannie, do you realize what I'm listening to? I'm listening to this beautiful piano intro and then going into the music. On the same day, another famous piano player left us. No, Burt Bacharach. Yeah. Do you know him? Sort of.
5: Sort of. I've heard. When was this? Today.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, he he's famous for so many songs. So many songs, like "Do You Know the Way to San Jose." What are some of the others, Jeannie? The Look of Love. The Look of Love. (laughs) Wow. So, anyways. Uh, should we play your song now? Sure, whatever you want. What? Tell us about it.
5: Um, This is a song we wrote back, I think it was fall 2019. That's probably around when it got started. And we've slowly been piecing it together. It's definitely a special one for us since it's one of our earliest songs we wrote together. Um, Yeah.
6: Yeah, Annie Lynn was the first song we wrote together. um, And then this was the second. And I think... This is like a very, for us at least, like a faster paced, more energetic song. And I think it's kind of reflected the origin of the song because it kind of started as a joke. Like the, he had this really pretty piano riff and then my guitar riff for the song is kind of like flamenco-y. And I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if I did
5: this? And then it kind of stuck and we wrote a song around it and it's a good time. Uh, one, one other thing I, I just realized is the first time we ever met you, Peter, we right. played this song as
1: well at. Um, oh, BMT. that was on TV. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this song
5: has been around a <laughs> long it, yeah. time.
1: Okay, let's take a listen to it. that piano. He doesn't sing because uh, he's he's the uh, goalie and the front two teeth are missing, so <laughs> he can't pronounce correctly. <laughs> yeah. Jeannie, you've got something to say. Come on in. Kiddo.
3: I was just going to sing You're oh, So no. Mean. Making fun of him. Jenny,
1: right here.
3: That's what I'm looking at.
1: No, your your voice... <laughs>
3: i have nothing to say
1: oh boy oh okay so here we are we're talking with uh, the racket bangers Timur and robert and uh the last time we had them on we talked about uh what was going on in in eastern europe and Timur europe parents or your grandparents are from that area?
5: Uh, both of my parents came from the former USSR, and uh, we still have family in the area.
1: So. Where, where in the USSR?
5: Well, my mom was from Uzbekistan, and my dad is from Latvia, but um, we also had relatives in Ukraine. My grandma is from Ukraine. Okay,
1: so. okay. And uh, so uh, uh, grandma's still living there?
5: No, she's here in California now. Okay. But we still, I think they still have cousins over there, my, my father's side.
1: So if you were still living there, you would be drafted.
5: Yeah, I would definitely be affected by Oh, this. my God. Wow. It is surreal to yeah. imagine yeah. The, the kind of privilege I have to be here in the U.S.
1: Very nicely said. Uh, I, uh, I, I know someone who uh, was born in the Ukraine, and uh, he's 95 years old, and he was telling me that when he was not even 20, it was during World War Two. the Germans caught him because he was trying to escape because the Russians were invading, yeah. but the Germans caught him, and they made him a forced laborer during the war. And uh, he says, now it's starting all over again. And his sister's living there, who's legally blind, in an apartment building, and uh, most of the time... She doesn't have electricity, which in her case might not be an issue because she's, she's somewhat blind, but still heat, cooking, all of that stuff. And he has set up this system because all of their relatives have left that someone from 20 miles away, he contributes to that person going there once every other week to bring food and mm-hmm. supplies. It's just amazing.
5: Yeah. People have had to become really resourceful. And right. It is amazing to see what right. we're capable of.
1: So uh, we're we're back. I should have uh, I should have uh, uh, put on uh, back in the USSR.
8: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, guys, tell me a little bit about your future. Do you want to? Sure. Uh, so, like, as a band, do you mean, or individually? So individually, yep. So um, uh, you had mentioned you, you're you're uh, you're leaving. Yeah, I'm.
6: I'm not exactly sure. What the future holds, I feel like I'm at kind of a very pivotal point in Uh my life after graduating college. Um, I have aspirations for going to med school, and I feel like that will definitely kind of tie me up for a a long time, committing to that. So, in the next maybe year or two before I do that, um, maybe go live somewhere else, different state than I've. I'm from LA and I'm living in Davis for the last six years, so I haven't really experienced much else. uh, And I think it'd be nice to get some kind of diversity in my experiences
1: have you traveled through the u.s travel through
6: the u.s a lot mainly for hockey um but i've been you know hawaii alaska for vacation and you know all over overseas no no actually no i haven't so i'd i'd love to to go travel um if i could find the time yeah 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 absolutely
1: i think i told you last time i was born in holland and still have cousins there and so i go back occasionally yeah so and how about Timur? your your future
5: Uh, Well, I'm past the halfway point now, which is crazy to think, but uh, I'm attending King Hall here at UC Davis for the law school, JD program, and um, I have another year left, and I'm planning to just sort of stay in California afterwards, take the bar, and hopefully get some uh, good public interest job or environmental law job,
1: so that's what I'm... Environmental law. Hopefully,
5: yeah. Uh, California has a really robust... uh, Sort of state government system. Have you ever
1: changed yourself to a tree? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you if that's, have? It, if that's what it takes. <laughs> uh, wow, very good, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I n- I think you're joking though. The chaining to the tree. You yeah, haven't done that. I yeah, I of course. Done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm still alive. You're still alive. Already, we're uh, <laughs> we're approaching uh, already. My goodness, uh, the halfway point. Uh, Let's see. You're listening to KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California. And uh, my name is Peter Pasteur, and we're on a show called Listening Lyrics, which is doing its final run today after, I don't know, uh, ten and a half years. I don't know how many shows, but many, many and many interviews. And uh, I didn't get a PSA ready, Jeannie. Would you mind getting the book and picking a PSA for us to read? And then we have Oh, do you want to read it? Who read it last time? Usually I ask I had
5: the it. honor to read it last time, but
1: You're on, Robert. Oh man. Oh, I am not Robert. I
5: am not the spot reader for this.
1: No, no, no. It's like you're in the emergency room and you're you're operating Stack. on someone and you think I've never done this before and you yell to someone, "Get me the instruction manual." Okay. Okay. Okay, sure. That's it. <laughs> Very panicked. Yeah. Woodland Opera House. Okay, Woodland Opera House. Thank you. Mm
6: -hmm. Designed in 1885, the historic Woodland Opera House is one of only four 19th century opera houses still operating in California. The resident theater troupe presents dramas, comedies, and musicals year-round. The opera house also hosts a young people's theater program and a variety of dance and drama classes for all ages. For more information, call 530-666-9617 or visit woodlandoperahouse.org. That was excellent. You it know, it was just, uh, it was just, you know, emergency room yeah, yeah. playing in my mind.
1: <laughs> what kind of medicine? Anything interesting? Uh,
6: uh, like for a profession in the future? Yeah, I'm really interested in psychiatry. Um, but I, I've been working as an EMT, so emergency yeah. medicine is something I find pretty fascinating. Yeah, um, I'm also. I feel like I'm a very open-minded person, so I know that once I get to med school and get exposed to all of it, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll have. Stuff I like, stuff I don't like.
1: Any uh, story about uh, you on the ambulance uh, that's uh, n- nothing gruesome, but maybe a funny story? Oh, man. <laughs> uh,
6: I don't know. You meet a lot of interesting people from all yeah. walks of life. Yeah. Um, illness doesn't discriminate. And so I think, I don't know, I think the beautiful part about it is you get to have so many interactions with people you'd never usually talk to. Right. Um, and it's it's nice to provide comfort to people who need it. Good, yeah. good.
1: Well, thank you, guys. Uh, much appreciated. I hope you stay. Our next guest is uh, waiting in the wings, and his guitar playing and voice will blow you away. So uh, uh, maybe if you'll bring in that stool, and we'll give yeah. him the mic. And in the meantime, I'm going to just play a little tune to give you a hint for what's coming. Before we go, Peter, yes. can we just
6: can we just say... Uh that we're really honored, like Jess said, you know, to be here and be asked to be on the last show and, um, even to just know you. And we just wanted to say thank you for all you've done for us and tons of local Davis artists. So, well, thank you. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that means a lot. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. We're
5: also really glad that you're still staying with KJ. Yeah. <laughs> your, your next I, show sounds really exciting.
1: It, it, it will be. Yeah. So, uh,
9: as one well, Oh,
1: all righty. Here we go again. Herb Alpert, imagine. <laughs> That's going to be a theme song for my next show. Imagine what people can do when they get involved in their community. With me right now is Nat Lefkoff, without a T.
9: Without a T, appreciate huh? it. it. Gets messed <laughs> up all the time. There's Lefkoff, Lefkoff. Lickoff
1: is a really unfortunate one. Yeah. I, I think the first time you were on my show, you were still in high school, if not if not before high school.
9: Yeah, I don't even know when that was because I think the second time I was in college. So that sounds about right.
1: Oh, okay.
9: I think, okay. So I must. I was probably in high school the first time. You were time.
1: playing at uh, the Art Place here in Davis.
9: Oh, like Third Space?
1: No, the other one. Uh, the uh, John Natsoulis. Oh, yeah. You wow. Were playing that outside. was definitely high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. was, I was just blown away. Yeah, you were good. You well, still are good. Thanks, Peter. All righty. I'm going to ask you uh, uh, not to play right away cool. because I, wa- I want to see your career has taken off. You have over a million listens on Spotify.
9: Yeah, it's been really awesome. Just grinding at it and sticking with it. And Wow. Yeah, the pandemic definitely sparked that off.
1: The, 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 uh, the racket bangers are about halfway there. Cool. Right?
9: <laughs> I just looked at you guys up on Spotify, so I'm going to check. Oh, dude, and you played hockey, too? Oh, nice. I played roller hockey at disc before it closed down. Yeah. Uh, excuse <laughs> yeah, thanks me. Thanks for saying this. Really excuse cool. me. Yeah. This is my show. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, but, but you also won a very nice award last year.
9: I did, yeah, from the uh, Demi Davis Independent Music Initiative.
1: Right. You won several I, I think it was like up to ten grand. Then? Yeah, I won ten grand from them. It ten was awesome. grand to put something together.
9: Yeah, and I've been using it all for music. I'm going. Good. My checking's account is pretty broke, but my savings is all that grant, and it's I'm using it just <laughs> for music and very uh, like yeah. Wow, are you, are really you working well. on an album? Yeah, I'm working on an album recording with Rowan McGuire here in yes. Davis. He also drums for me and plays a lot of he's been um, on the instruments. Show. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Yeah, um, if you guys are looking to record, definitely go through Rowan McGuire. But. uh uh uh, yeah, we're recording another album. Uh, I just started planning a nationwide tour for this mid-July to, uh, to through October wow. of this year. Um, going to New York and Florida, and just doing kind of a whole perimeter of the U.S. And you're going to yeah. visit
1: some red states.
9: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going deep into the heart of, <laughs> deep into the heart of the red states. Going to Texas. Going to Florida. Wow. Wow.
1: Uh, have you done tours like this before?
9: Um, I've done a lot of DIY t- do-it-yourself tours right. in the past, um, a couple of years ago now I went on tour with a band, Sacramento based Hobo Johnson, and they took me around the U.S. on a similar route, but that was playing for sold out shows right. and I was their opener. Um, and this time around it's, I just got a minivan recently. That's, uh, my largest purchase I've ever made is a used 2007 Honda Odyssey. Isn't that a family car? Oh no, it's actually one of the sexiest cars you can buy. It's it's been really hard. I have, you know, I have a girlfriend, and I have to keep denying people all the time. I said, "Sorry, I'm taken." Now that I have this car, it's really incredible what what it'll do for you. But um, Yeah, I, I this time around, I'm gonna, I'm looking at like 60 shows around the U.S. Um, and I'm just going to, yeah, it's going to be a three, three month period, Holy cow! maybe three and a half. Um, but I'm putting a mattress in the back of my minivan and I'm just going to go for it. I put a Google form out, um, into the world a couple of years ago where people could fill out information if they were interested in hosting a house show. Okay. And so I just have recently tapped into that and put the word out and it's been, actually I've had a really, it's been one week and I have about 11 shows booked. Um, wow. And people are nice. like really excited about it. So, nice, and nice. as am I. I'm also dreading it a little I, bit.
1: Uh, I remember your first time on the not your first, maybe second. Uh, you were in college, and you did a summer a summer project that blew me away. You went to Evergreen, I believe, right? Yeah. And what only was, college you could do something like that. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. What was that again? It, was it hitchhiking? Yeah,
9: I hitchhiked from the from Olympia, Washington, down to San Rafael, California. Um and that took about a month just by myself hitchhiking hitchhiking it yeah i just said yes to Why a lot so of things long? i said yes to a lot of things so i i ended up on i don't know if they were a cult or a commune or what but uh there were some oh. people that were like talking <laughs> to spirits in southern oregon and they took me into their their spot and oh. recorded some of my music and uh they still uh, we still talk sometimes he sent me a lot of uh, oh man Who's that? Bukowski. They were really into Bukowski. They sent me a oh. lot of Bukowski books in college, tried to get me to come back. I wasn't Holy really into it. Holy
1: cow. Yeah,
9: I, that was a definitely a, that was a time Okay, well, I life. got you beat.
1: <laughs> I, uh, when I was 19, I think, I hitchhiked from Cincinnati to L.A. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I did it in like four days.
9: Oh, well, you were, you were and, in a and, hurry, and it times,
1: like. Well, I was meeting some friends, but at, at that time, how different the world is, my mother drove me to the freeway. wow. And said goodbye, Pete. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think she partied after that. <laughs> <I'm> not sure. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. it was a wonderful experience. You do meet a lot of people, and uh, but today it's it's a little iffy, huh?
9: Yeah, it was kind of iffy a few times, but for the most part, I think it's the same. I think it's easy to have that sort of mindset, but like the li- that life force of the world is still there. Like I felt like yeah. I was like in the. The veins of the world when you're doing something like that.
1: You no, know, but when I was commuting in Cincinnati back in the seventies, it was very, very common to see kids hitchhiking to high school. Very huh. common. Very common. As a matter of fact, if you were on time you could pick up the same people, <laughs> you know. So yeah, different times.
9: I definitely have the urge every time I drive by a bus stop to just stop and be like Who needs to go now? You know who's in a hurry, but I just don't think that would work out. And as I've gotten older and my beard's gotten thicker, I just I think it just becomes creepier and creepier.
1: So, uh, Nat, you are going to sing something for us. Sure. Which song?
9: Uh, I can do any. Do you have any sort of request, or I can?
1: Well, I don't mean to put you on the spot like that. You know the the song about your grandma I played last week. Okay. But it's just gorgeous.
9: Yeah, I can do that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about it first?
9: Sure, yeah, I wrote this one after I wrote this one uh, when I was like, this is the one of, on Spotify that has over a million plays now. I wrote it when I was probably seventeen years old and i'm twenty eight now um, but it just has remained like one of people's favorites, but I wrote it after talking to my grandmother. She's since passed away, but she was just like at the end of her life, and she was in a wheelchair, still was like with it mentally, um but was just not having a good time, and I took her on a walk in her little retirement. Um, community and she was pointing out like the flowers she had helped plant and she just was at a certain point was just like I'm I didn't really ask for it or anything she's just like I'm ready to go like I don't want to be here anymore right like I'm I, I want to she wanted to die like a dignified death and leave resources for her family right and through like just the way that we do life and death and yeah our culture um, she ended up dying like years and years later Basically no idea what was going on in a body that was just like completely broken. Not hers. Yeah. Her wishes were not, I don't know how much she voiced her wishes, but, um, she didn't get what she wanted and yeah, yeah, like ended up taking up a lot of resources or she didn't do that, but the process around right right, right, took up a lot of resources and just, she was always like a dignified Southern woman and she didn't. She never would have wanted that. Wonderful story. Um,
1: so, so do me a favor though. When you get to that part where you kind of sing a little louder, oh maybe yeah. just
9: get back away back. a little. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tend to do that. Um, I also had a show last night in Sacramento, and I screamed my little heart out. So oh, it Could be wow. a little rough. So okay. I'll try to be easy on the mic. Here and, you and go, Nat Lefton. So this one's called Great White Plains.
7: where you gonna run to now after all the love runs out and aren't you worn you must be tired and torn and burned out from the fire holding on the flames get higher Alright, take me to the great white plains to die. I don't want to hear the sirens. I've heard that death is an island isolated. I'm forced to fight it. Oh, where am I gonna run to now? How, 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 And who's gonna comfort me? And how, 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 oh? How, how, how It's funny how we keep alive Those who we know are meant to die The body breaks but you can try And aren't you one you must be tired And torn and burned out from the fire Holding on, the flames get higher. Who can thrive in asylum? Sandy, tiresome, forced to triumph. Maybe life is the island, that's the collective. So, where you find it? all. Oh, 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 where am I gonna run to now? And now, who's gonna comfort me? And now, how, how, how? How, how, how All right, take me to the great white plains to die I don't want to hear the sirens I've heard that death is an island Isolated, I'm forced to fight it Oh, maybe life is the island Maybe life is the island. Maybe life is the island.
1: I'll tell you, Annette. Uh, I've heard that song. Thanks. I've heard did that I, song. Did I blow your microphone out? Or? No, you turned away Perfect. and, and you right. chased the people in the next room. <laughs> so so uh, I'll tell you. Um, uh, seeing you play that is much more an emotional effect because you're into that song. Yeah, 10 years you know, later you're, I'm still into it. Yeah. You're you're singing about grandma and it shows. Whereas on the record uh yeah, it's you don't have the visual. Yeah. Right. Well, I
9: think a lot of things get sucked out of the room and the recording process, right? Depending on how you're doing it, right? Uh, it's like an art form within itself.
1: And folks, that's why you should see live music because you can't get it on a record. Do you guys have anything to add? No, they're blown away. Oh, they're thanks. Just, <laughs> Thank yeah, you they're just blown away. They have to say because uh, they're. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that sucked. I, that's I'll tell awful. You. I'll tell you though, I wasn't, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I. I will. I've got a little time. We've got a little time. Uh, I'm writing my memoirs, and I'm taking classes at UC Davis to do this. And my last one was about two deaths, my father and my mother. My father died when I was in high school, and that screwed me up for years, just instantly gone. My mother lived to be 90, and she went through this whole process of, it's okay, it's okay, I'm going, it's fine, it's over, you know. And what it taught me was that uh, there's, there's, there's really no huge fear in dying. The big fear is the process. Hmm. Because most of us that age are going to die of cancer. That's just the way it is, yeah. isn't it? You know, probably your grandma too, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yeah, what, what you sing about in that song probably hits everybody in the room. Whatever room you're playing to. You guys have grandparents that have passed yet or not you're you're so young
5: yeah uh, well, over the past couple of years I've had a couple of great grandparents that passed away, and my grandfather when I was a child
1: yeah so so yeah okay uh, back to you, matt we've got uh, three minutes to kind of wrap this up here. Um, last
9: three minutes on listening lyrics that I'll ever that, I'll ever that I'll ever be present that, for. That's
1: it. No more. That's sad. Uh, I
9: walked in the door and I was like, I should have brought him flowers. I really should have walked in with flowers. So, um, did you guys think I, about that yeah. too? Oh man,
1: yeah. There should be this room should be full well, of flowers. I, I, no, you know, you guys, you guys being here is enough. Uh, I talked about it before you got here. Uh, the racket bangers are sort of uh, in the mode of they love to create music, they like to perform, and the bulk of my uh, guests were in that section. You're in a different section where you're pursuing a career, and that's why I decided to invite one section compared to the other. Now, I've had a few guests that are professional musicians that have played around town, Uh, some jazz people, some international people, but very few. Most of it is, the bulk is, 99% of it is what you two represent. So thank you both, all three of you, for coming out and doing this. So thank you.
9: Honored to be a part of it. And
1: uh, I'm just pleased that uh, when I started out with this show, I was going to zero in on poetry because I like to write poetry, but it turned into this, and uh, I mentioned it to the racket bangers earlier. You know, music gives... What you just sang, it takes you out of the real world for a few minutes, right? Yeah. But it also shows you the real world, and your song is a good example of that. So uh, that's something not too many people can do, and musicians do it. So thank you.
9: Thanks. Yeah, I've been thinking about the idea lately of songs as, like, the closest things to magic that I've experienced, where you get to, like, create something that comes from you. Yeah. And that's inside of you, and you put it into some tangible thing, but it's still sort of a— ethereal it's a song it's like right you're literally pushing air right it's waves through air and it hits someone else and it makes them feel deep things like that's right. the coolest thing you can
1: yeah that i can ask for in
9: my life
1: who did we see that we were floored by uh soli down at memorial stadium the guy that plays the violin or the uh oh, ben soli ben, oh ben, yeah ben yeah. Soli. yeah unbelievable yeah. artist yeah unbelievable okay uh thank you Thank you, Peter. Thank you for Thanks coming. Thanks for all that you've done over the years. We're, thank you. And we're going to go out with, or not out, we're going to go into our next segment here with a song that uh, says it all. Here we go. Well, all things must pass. We live in a world where that happens, including the world. Right, guys? Right, Absolutely. Gini? Yeah. Absolutely. Jeannie's absolutely. got her own mic now. Woo-hoo. Okay. Uh, first of all, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about my upcoming show, Imagining Yolo Davis. And uh, Timor is going to do the honors for that. Whoa. Yeah.
5: So, Imagining Yolo Davis interviews citizens, imaginers of this community who are imagining products that will affect all of us for the greater good. From recycling, music, community groups, to park cleanup groups, the list goes on. Private imaginers using their talents to enrich our community. What makes them tick, and what is so important? The answer, the health and well-being of our community. The goal of Imagining Yolo Davis is twofold. One is to learn about our particular project and what motivates the Imaginers' participation. The second is to motivate other Imaginers in our community. The initial show is Friday, February 24th, 2023, at 5.30 p.m. on KDRT. Rebroadcasts will be available on Sundays at noon and Mondays at 5 p.m. Repeats are available on KDRT.org or on your favorite podcast app.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That That was was a long one, huh? That was good. We, uh... We might just use that, hey, Jeannie. We just might use it. So, uh, what have you learned in this whole process? If uh, Jeannie was on the show as a co-host for probably seven of those years, Mm -hmm. and and then COVID hit, and I started doing it from home, and then yeah, things happened. So,
3: and I I decided to retire. Yes, you retired. Your show.
1: Exactly.
3: Um, I think it's been fabulous. We have heard so much really good live music. We've been in so many clubs and music venues that I couldn't even name them all. Met incredible people along the way, most of them much younger than me. And that's good. It makes you think young and just imagine things in a different way. Right. So I have really no regrets, no sadness, because this has been awesome. But I've also been watching this new program kind of be birthed, and I'm very excited about that. And I just keep, in my head, I just keep hearing, I think it was the Turtles that did it back in the late 1960s. Imagine me and you. Oh, yeah. I do. (laughs) I think about it day and night. It's only right because you th- you see something in the paper and you just think, just imagine what you could do if. Fill in blank. Now you get to do it.
1: Thank you, thank you for saying that, and I'm looking forward to Dirk Brazil is going to be my first guest, and Dirk is uh, uh, used to be the city manager here, and he was city managers for other places, and I want to talk to him about. For instance, if he was looking for a job to be a city manager somewhere else, would he, would he look at how citizens participate in that community to check the health of that community to see if he even wanted a job? It's kind of an interesting Good concept point. because some Good cities, point. I'm sure, uh, some cities, in my opinion, don't have a soul. That's true. And, and I can name two, and I'm going to do it.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy.
1: Orlando and Las Vegas. <laughs> they don't have souls, you know, because yeah, yeah. everybody... Nothing every, nearby. Every, our our, it, our home address localities. is safe. <laughs> yeah, our home address is safe. Uh, but anyways, uh, and, and and probably I'm wrong. There's probably big hunks of Vegas and Orlando that have a very healthy community, but that's sort of the image I get. I've never lived in either place, so... alrighty. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about? Uh,
3: Well, I think having Dirk Brazil here will, first shot out of the box, will give you a really good format sort of from the top of the city down to whether it's councils and mayors and commissions and what have you. Break it down that way to actually get to the imaginers that are out in the fields or on campus or in a music venue.
1: Okay, now uh, we're thank you. thank you for saying that. Of course it's uh, it's spot on. We're going to talk a little bit about the people that make this all uh, possible. And that is we have a staff of uh, quite a few people, uh, most of them, Uh, really do work for davis media and they volunteer some of their time to make this little radio station work so i'd like to thank jeff shaw the station manager who was always my go-to i talked to him several months ago about doing the switch and he was fully supportive derek service who's director of operations uh he is the guy that puts a lot of band-aids on things around here we're sitting in this little studio here. There's holes in the wall because uh, we had a, had a leak during the last rainstorm that knocked out a mic. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's uh, stuff going on all the time that needs Band-Aids. But at the same time, uh, he does it. Jim Buchanan, the sound engineer, uh, who, uh, who helped me set mics in that at the very beginning. Uh, Diane that, that, Crumley.
3: That was my call. Jeannie, go get Jim. Yeah, go
1: get Jim. <laughs> Diane Crumley, the outreach coordinator, she does all of the stuff, and and a lot of it is volunteer, putting on, uh, uh, you know, Facebook and Spotify, all of that. And then, of course, you have Autumn Renault. and uh, she, uh, yeah, you know her, she's don't awesome. you? Yeah, and she's, she's the, the executive director. Davis. So thank you guys for, for doing this. This is a very small studio, holes in the wall. We have a lamp here that's been signed by different artists. We used to have a lava lamp, but it disappeared. I don't know where, where it went. So, And we have a black light that at nighttime I would put on. And uh, and then little string lights and stuff, posters and everything around here. It really makes it nice and cozy, our little cozy little studio. And... Uh, Having live radio, I mean the vibe to live radio, is unbelievable. So uh, thank you all for doing that. What else can we say? It's over.
3: I think somebody needs to write an article or a short story or something about this room. Because this room has something. A memoir. A memoir.
1: It's on the list. Okay. All we're going to go out with a song that uh, is from Stan Getz. It's called Thanks for the Memory. And uh, maybe I should even say that over the air. If you're out and about and you want to have a beer, uh, join us. We're going to be at, uh, at the new Woodstocks new after the show, maybe in 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. And have a beer and maybe a piece of pie.
3: That's what we used to do.
1: Thank you, Nat.
3: Oh,
9: thank you so much for having me, Peter.
1: Thank you, guys, Timor and Thank you Robert. You so I'll get Robert in there. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ooh. Are you getting choked up on me? Oh, <laughs> a little bit, I am Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. It's been a pleasure. Ten wonderful, wonderful years. Adios.